Welcome everybody to the University of Applied Research and Development's Leaders Podcast here with Dr. Simerson BK, who is the author of a number of books, which he's going to show and share with us. Leadership expert, we're delighted to have you with us. Glad to be here. I really appreciate the invitation. I would love for you to share with us, you know, maybe some of the highlights of, of your career. Definitely share with us your books and what motivated you to, to write them. And then, um, you know, I'll ask some questions as we go. I think I want to talk less and learn from you more. So why don't you tell us about yourself and, and a little bit of your background? Okay, well, I, you can tell by looking that I am beyond mid-career. Uh, I've had a very interesting career. I have spent time in uh, government. I've spent time in municipal as well as state government. I have spent time in various uh, industries as well as various professional services firms. And what I like to say is that in terms of my career, it did start out in government. And so I am a public servant. Uh, I still think like that. And when I think about how I can either influence or impact uh, the industry, I also think about how that is going to influence and impact either my local or more broad community. Uh, I started my career in law enforcement. I was a police officer. I was a police officer in a a, a uh, medium-sized town in Salisbury, North Carolina. And so that is in the Piedmont, North Carolina, located between two large municipal uh, cities. Uh, Those are St. Charlotte, North Carolina, as well as uh, Greensboro, North Carolina. So even though it was a relatively small city, I worked with uh, almost any case uh, that you could imagine. And so I learned a lot, especially in terms of uh, managing uh, disagreement and in terms of conflict resolution. Uh, so I, I moved from law enforcement into healthcare, uh, and I spent about six years in healthcare in two very large, prestigious uh, healthcare uh, organizations, tertiary medical centers. And so they actually saw patients from the local area, from the region, and also they even saw global patients. So I went from healthcare into the petrochemical industry. And so it's interesting, a lot of individuals ask, how do you go from law enforcement to healthcare to petrochemical? And I think that the the, uh, common denominator was leadership and strategy. And so I have spent a large part of my career working with executives, uh, managers, leaders, helping them think through strategic issues and then translating those issues into leadership uh, considerations, leadership development topics, et cetera. Uh, I have spent time also in education. Uh, In addition to currently being the uh, sole proprietor of a small uh, consultancy, although I do try to keep two people rather busy. Uh, I'm also an adjunct faculty member of the Northwestern University, the MSLOC program, which focuses on learning and organizational change. Uh, But my focus there is strategy, strategic leadership, and leadership. Uh, that has led to a lot of research, and that research, that research has culminated in several books, 
Uh, you wanted me to, to show the books. One is Leading with Strategic Thinking. My co-author is Aaron Olson. He's currently the uh, COO of the COO committee. So he's the COO, the Chief Operating Officer of the Chief Operating Committee at Aon. So that's a very large organization. I believe it's about yes. the 10th yes. in, in, the, in the world. And uh, so he functions in a very high position. And so it's interesting when it came to leadership and strategic thinking, he was being asked questions from his colleagues while I was being asked, being asked questions from uh, my clients from across about 19 different industries, different professions, different government uh, units. And uh, so that led us to working together on leading with strategic thinking. Uh, it was published by Wiley back in 2015. Can I ask uh, you about also, that book particularly just before you share with the next book? So if you've called it leading with strategic thinking, so I'm assuming some people don't. It's Well, it's interesting. We all have a particular strategic perspective. And so when you are thinking about uh, an issue, whether it's a challenge or an opportunity, there are certain factors that you're taking into consideration. And so as you're thinking about those factors, they can be rather narrow in terms of uh, implications, in terms of issues, in terms of considerations, or they can be rather broad. So the deeper and broader your analysis the deeper and broader those considerations, then the more strategic you are in terms of your uh, perspective, your orientation, and your thinking. And then other individuals are what they call more tactical. And if you're more tactical, it's not that you're not being strategic, it's just that you're being more razor sharp focused and you are not being as broad in depth in your thinking and in your consideration. That's interesting. Yeah. What are some of the things then for someone who is more tactical? How would you advise them to be able to think more broadly, more deeper? What would be some steps they might take? Well, it's interesting. You know, there are different tools and techniques that you can use. And what I like to say is that if you find that you're one of these individuals who are more tactical and that whenever you are thinking through an issue, you're trying to solve a problem, that you may not go as deep or as deeply as others in your analysis, uh, there's a tool that's called the Ishikawa uh, diagram, which is uh, what I like to call the, uh, uh, the, the fishbone diagram. And the reason I can say that is it looks like a fish whenever you draw it up on a whiteboard, but the Ishikawa or the fishbone, uh, well, this is not depth, this is breadth, excuse me. Uh, I don't know about you, but it's kind of early in these parts of the world. Uh, so the Ishikawa helps you think more broadly about an issue, either a problem or a challenge or an opportunity. And so whenever you put up on the whiteboard, it looks like a fish, but you have your issue or your consideration. Again, it could be an opportunity or a challenge. But as you think about that issue or consideration, it literally forces you to think about different aspects or elements of that issue. And those elements are typically, what are the strategic implications in terms of strategy? 
what in terms of your structure either helps or hinders, what in terms of your systems and processes, your technology, your people, your human capability and capacity, as well as your culture. So a lot of individuals just naturally focus on one of those considerations. For example, in the States, uh, oftentimes when I'm working with someone, I very quickly discover that they lean towards technology. So whenever they look at an issue, they define it as technology or technologically based. And so they automatically think of technological solutions and they do not consider about other issues such as, well, how does strategy play into this? What role does systems and processes play? What about our tech, uh, not only technology, but what about our people? And a lot of times individuals don't realize that you can bring the best technological solution to the table, but unless you have properly prepared people, and if you don't have properly equipped and supplied people, or people with enough time or enough bandwidth so that they can provide additional uh, focus and emphasis on a certain item, that the technology is not gonna be optimally used. So that's to help someone think more broadly. If you have someone that's very tactical, but they don't perhaps think as deeply on an issue, uh, I like to re re really recommend that they consider peeling the onion. And one tool that you can use to pull the, to, to, to peel the proverbial onion is the five why exercise. So a lot of times individuals, when they see a, a, a behavior, they ask why, you know, why did that occur? Why did they do that? Or why did they fail to do that? But they stop there. Well, if you stop there, typically your result, your answer is situationally based. So it, it was just having to do with that particular event, that particular situation, that particular circumstance. If you ask the second why to the answer to the first, you start drilling down and instead of focusing on the situation or the event, it becomes more contextual. And so as you ask additional whys, and I, I recommend that you ask five whys, because the first why typically may relate to the event. The second and third why, the answers to those whys, may relate to the situation, the circumstance, and the context. And by the time you start getting the answers to the fourth and fifth why, you're really getting down to the root cause. And you know, research, especially in terms of uh, process improvement, uh, systems reengineering, that suggests that if you do not tackle the root cause, then that symptom that you started tackling at the first why, it's gonna resurface, it's gonna rematerialize it may appear the same, it may appear differently, but that root cause will surface, it will resurface, it will repeat. I feel like BK, I'm getting a, an MBA in one podcast. This is really good. I interrupted you before you were gonna go on to your second book. Please share with us your, um, the, the previous book, the oh, earlier book. Uh, the uh, previous book is entitled Strategic Planning. 
a practical guide. And what I like to say is, uh, this is also from Prager. It came out in 2011. And it can be used as a desk reference or as a field guide for someone who has been asked to uh, design a strategic planning process or endeavor within an organization. Someone who's been asked to either coach or facilitate around strategic planning or someone who is being asked to either be responsible for or accountable for strategic planning. It gives you a, a, a full briefing on here are things to consider as you're deciding or, or do we need to conduct strategic planning? When do we need to, compl uh, to conduct it? Uh, how to prepare for it? How to plan for it? How to conduct it? And then equally important, after we conduct it, how do we evaluate whether it's as effective as it could have been, should have been, might have been, or, or that it really had to have been. So uh, I'm very uh, pleased with this book in that I'm finding that academicians, uh, individuals in industry, professional services firms, as well as individuals who, well, I just want to think and more, I want to think and act more strategically but also I want to be able to apply that to my particular situation. So regardless of where you are in your life, where you are in your industry or profession, people find this beneficial. It's an outline. It's a, a blueprint for strategic planning. Tell us about your doctoral research that you did. You, I can see you've got an EDD. So tell us about your research project. So my research project dealt with creating an evaluation uh, framework, a new evaluation model that can be applied to uh, management development programs. And it's interesting because when I was deciding which university to, uh, to attend and which program to enter, I intentionally uh, sought out a program that was multidisciplinary in nature. So my program was uh, through the University of North Carolina at Greensboro, and it is an education doctorate. But as I went through my coursework, I spent almost an equal amount of time in business, in social, in sociology, as well as education and management courses. Uh, so it was definitely multidisciplinary. When you looked at my doctoral committee, I did not only have professors from the School of Education, but I had professors from almost throughout the entire university. Uh, but that gave me an opportunity to learn a lot about education, about sociology, especially social relationships in formal organizations. And then the education was invaluable because it, it really taught me what I consider to be an, a, a, a planned, purposeful, disciplined approach to education, training, and development uh, that I apply whether I am dealing with an individual team or organizational issue. Uh, my, my doctoral uh, dissertation uh, was on the evaluation model for management development programs, but I applied it to a learning institute, to an executive institute that was uh, conducted through UNC Chapel Hill. And so my model uh, was not only theory and concept based, but I actually applied it to an executive development program. And I took the results of my evaluation, 
presented it to the uh, program leaders of that particular institute, and they were able to incorporate my recommendations and suggestions into a program that was uh, attended by some of the top law enforcement officials in North Carolina. Wow. I understand you told me before we started recording that you're working on a new book now. Tell us about that. Well, it's interesting. We're very pleased with leading on strategic thinking uh, because it really does introduce, there you go, it, because it really does introduce individuals to concepts and principles relating to strategic thinking as well as strategic leadership. But what we discovered is that in actually taking those concepts and principles and applying them today and day uh, challenges and opportunities, that some individuals, they, they really have a thirst for additional methodologies, tools, and techniques. And so even though we introduce a few tools and techniques like the, uh, the, the fishbone diagram and the five whys in the book, we wanted to provide more methodologies, tools, and techniques. So we're creating a field guide or a desk reference that individuals will find very handy so that they can take those uh, concepts and principles and apply them, but as they roll up their sleeves and get down to business, they'll have those methodologies, tools, and techniques to back those concepts and principles up and turn them into action. So when you say a disc, a field guide or disc reference book, will it be actually a physical book? Will it have an online interactive process that someone can go through as well? Well, it's interesting because the Leading with Strategic Thinking, it's available electronically as well as in book form. So it's a, a, a book on tape. It is a, an abstract, uh, one of those selections. So we have, we, we use as many uh, media options as possible. And what we're finding is that the more options you give individuals, the more likely is going to be uh, proved to be useful and beneficial. So we do plan to have electronic elements. Uh, we have not gotten to the point of deciding how we are going to supplement and augment the actual information. But I do envision our having a website that individuals can access and there will probably be programs and products and packages on that website that individuals might find useful and beneficial. Yeah, that'd be great. In the couple of minutes that we have left BK, I'd love for aspiring leaders, people that are aspiring to move into a more of a leadership role, managerial leadership, strategic leadership. What, what's a couple of hints or tips or career guidance aspects that you could give people? Well, you know, I, I immediately think about Warren Bennis. And Warren Bennis, uh, he's uh, no longer with us. But at one point, he was a person who I consider to be one of the top thought leaders around leadership, whether it was tactical, strategic, or, or just plain oil leadership. I mean, he, he really was a thought leader. And one of the things that he once said that, that I will never forget is that we can talk about leadership, we can study it, we can read about it, we can even see movies and videos about it. But the most important thing for an individual who is aspiring to be a leader is to always, to, to constantly be keeping your eye out for a potential opportunity for you to think and act as a leader, and then for you to take advantage of that and act on that. 
So if you're an aspiring leader, I would recommend, I would suggest that you constantly be in, be monitoring the surrounding environment because before you know it, before you realize it, there will be a situation or a circumstance. There will be an event that will surface that will give you an opportunity, that will give you an option to begin thinking and acting as a leader. And you know, leadership, the, the basic lead, leadership definition or uh, description is a leader is a person who tries to influence others in a plan and purposeful way so that they will either consider doing something or they will actually do something that they otherwise may have not even considered possible. And so as you see that opportunity surfaced, whether it's a, a situation or a circumstance or, a, or an event, if you see that there is an opportunity for you to think and act as a leader, don't think about perfection. Don't think about doing it 100% correct or right or precise or accurate. Just jump in there and try to influence that person or that team in a way that's positive for you, positive for them, positive for the organization. And as you start becoming more flexible in terms of your leadership skills, and as you become more nimble, you can augment that, you can supplement that through your readings, through your conversations, through your personal learning and development. So I think that that is one of the key things to do is always be uh, monitoring the environment and seeking out and taking advantage of those opportunities to think and act as a leader. That's great. I really appreciate that. What's the best way to be able to see and hear about more things that you're doing? Do you have a blog or a website or is LinkedIn best? Well, you know, I'm, I'm on LinkedIn and I have uh, posted about, I don't know, almost uh, 20 uh, LinkedIn articles. Uh, most of them have to do with strategic leadership or some form of leadership. Uh, I also have a, a personal website uh, or a business web website that is uh, bksstrategy.org. So it's bksstrategy.org. Uh, that website, in addition to information about the services and products that I offer, it also has uh, case studies. It provides uh, information that you're likely to find useful and beneficial. It has articles. Uh, it has uh, PowerPoint presentations on everything ranging from uh, instructional design to pure leadership, strategy, strategic thinking, as well as strategic leadership. Uh, but you can come on that website, you can not only read about me and learn more about me and my small practice, but also there are tools and techniques that you're likely to find useful and beneficial. Uh, and then there is a way through the website that you can send me a message. Uh, and, the, and I'm sincere when I say this. Uh, anytime that I can spend time with anyone like you or spend time having a conversation with anyone, not only do I hope that I leave them in a better position than they initially were, I always learn something. Whenever I have a conversation with anyone, it always makes me a better person in terms of my ability to think through issues, work with others, 
And so I benefit from it just as much as they. So if you ever would like to just have a conversation, if you ever have a, an issue that you'd like to discuss with a third party, if you ever have one of those half-baked ideas that you might be embarrassed to share with other people, <laughs> well, I'm a person you can share it with. Go on the website, follow up with a brief message, and I will respond immediately. And I look forward to hearing from whomever on whatever issue. BK, thank you so much for your time. I'm going to make sure all of your, uh, the details for the website and for your LinkedIn profile are with the description that goes with the video as well. So thank you again and have a fantastic day. All right. Well, thank you very much. You take care. And in these uncertain times, you be sure to stay safe. <laughs>